we love beating Mayo, lads. <laughs> Poor old Mayo got an awful beating at the weekend as well. Poor old Kevin, he'd, he'd be keeping the head down in Roscommon Town for a few days. Off the ball. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Rugby Daily on Off the Ball. Welcome to Thursday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, the worst kept secret in world rugby was finally confirmed this morning and we'll hear from the new Lions head coach Andy Farrell. Nicola Friday speaks after being named Rugby Writers Ireland Women's Player of the Year plus an experienced France Locke is a major doubt for their opening Six Nations fixture with Ireland. First up to date, and to the surprise of absolutely no one, Andy Farrell was confirmed as the new head coach of the British and Irish Lions for next year's tour of Australia. It means the world. It means the world to me um, uh, to be to be thought of uh, as a candidate for the, the head coach's role is, is is pretty special. But to to be chosen, um, it's it's pretty magical. It, it, it definitely is. I suppose. Being on a couple of Lions tours already gives me the feel of what it's all about. And for those who have been lucky enough to be involved before, or for those of us who've been lucky enough to to go on Lions tours as a as a supporter or support the Lions and for what the Lions stand for um, at home, etc. We all know a special place this is for me to be chosen as the head coach is um, is. Beyond, beyond words, to, to be honest. His new job means Farrell will take a sabbatical from the Ireland head coach's position from December and will therefore miss the 2025 Six Nations. Farrell was asked today how he'll balance his two gigs. Well, I'll balance the two roles by, by making sure that I give um, um, both roles the, 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 the right attention that, that both roles deserve. Um, I wouldn't take on this on this role unless I could do both, both roles to the, to the best of my ability. Um, and therefore, um, I'm very gra- grateful from the IRFU again for, for this opportunity. Next year's tour opponents may not be at their strongest. Indeed, the Wallabies currently sit ninth in the World Rugby Rankings. But Farrell says nothing will be taken for granted as he draws up his backroom team and playing staff. I know Australia, um, um, more than most of the Australian um, uh, psyche, uh, personnel, what it's like to, to tour there. Obviously, I've grown up um, in, in, in uh, Australia uh, quite a bit as far as my career is concerned um, and I know that what this will mean to them um, as we all know from a, a Lions point of view it's, it's uh, extra special to, to be a Lion from these shows but when it comes around every 12 years um, and you're lucky enough as a player to be part of that um, it's, it's got to be extra special so it's, it's, it's a huge moment for Australia um, to be involved as a player and at the top of your form in the middle of the, those 12 year periods is, is, has got to be extra special so um, I know the, the, the journey over the last wee while as far as the, the, the Australian rugby is, is concerned uh, needs a little bit of repair um, but the candidates that are, are talked about by you guys in, in regards to who's going to be in charge and me knowing firsthand the type of personnel and the quality of player that an athlete that they've got. I mean, we we played Australia uh, not too long ago um, at the Aviva, and it was one of the toughest games that we've we we faced in, in in the last few years, certainly at home. So I know that they're going to get it right. 
because it means so much. Uh, 2025 is going to be a massive year for, for Australian sport with the Lions coming over. Of course, it won't be the first time Farrell will have toured with the Lions, having served as an assistant coach to Warren Gatland on 2013's Tour of Australia and the Tide Series with New Zealand four years after that. He claims he's learned plenty from his forebears. Obviously, I've learned a lot um, from Gats. Um, I was lucky enough. I reckon he took a, a big punt on me in 2013. I hadn't been... Uh, coaching for that long at that stage so I'm very grateful for him to um, be able to expose me to what the lines is all about and you know uh, just sat here now listen to what Yayan and Ben saying about the, the sea of red and everything gets gets the spine tingling again and uh, um, uh, in 2013 uh, I was enjoying it that much that it just lit, a, lit something within me that that said to me that I need to make sure that I get back on this in, in, in four years' time again. So to to miss out on on the on the COVID one in, in South Africa was 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 hard, but at the same time now to to be able to get to this point is is, is extra special. I've uh, I've massive massive uh, uh, shoes to fill in regards to the people that's gone before me and. That Mr. Lyons is sat at the back of the Gage. He's just put his head down because he doesn't want <laughs> anyone to see him. Um, uh, but the, the shoes to fill, the people that have gone, gone before me, is, is a massive responsibility that I take uh, um, head on. Um, Gats has already been in touch, and I'm sure that we'll be in touch a bit more over the, over, over the next 18 months. And we'll hear from Lions chair Yian Evans later in the pod. One man hoping to be among that Lions squad next year is Bundy Aki. The centre became the first Connacht player since Eric Elwood 31 years ago to be named Rugby Writers Ireland Men's Player of the Year. Aki paid particular tribute to Farrell's role in his career as he collected his prize last night. Nicola Friday was named Women's Player of the Year. The now former Ireland captain retired from international rugby in July. She says the award is the culmination of a whirlwind decade for her. I, I think back to when I first started in Tullamore and it was just, it was purely just for the social element of it to, I suppose I'd gone to boarding school so I didn't have like a, a strong, I suppose, connection within the community because you're spending so much time of your week away that you, when you come home, you don't get to go out and see people that you may know through school and stuff like that. So for me to get in, go into Tullamore and, and meet a, that whole group of girls, it gave me like a, a new circle of kind of, I suppose, friends and girls that I'm still friends with to today as well. So when I look back and I think of starting out there, it was it was purely just for that kind of element of it. And it was only kind of after a year or two there where I, was, I said, oh, I'd love to play for Connacht or someone like that. And then I did, had a few training sessions with Connacht and next thing Ireland was on my radar whenever I, a few years prior to that, I didn't even know there was like a there was a women's team or that there was a women's team in my locality so it, it really is crazy when I look back at what everything that has come since then and Friday believes she made the right decision to call time on her international career last year it has to come to an end at some stage like I, I do want I do have like um career goals that I do want to push on with now and it's like the exter- everything outside of rugby I suppose that all those years of not making birthdays or weddings or the family, like your family side of things. Like it comes a time where you, you want to put your focus back onto those things. And it may be a bit selfish, I suppose, because like, I'm, I'm still quite, I suppose in my early in my playing career still, but like, I feel for me, I've done everything that I could to, to Ireland. And now it's about putting the focus back on 
all the people that supported me throughout those years and giving them everything that they gave to me back and and then that my my career side of things I do want to progress in that as well and and really start to focus just on myself I suppose for a few years. France looks certain to be without Thibaut Flamont for their opening Six Nations fixture with Ireland on February 2nd. The Toulouse lock has a fracture in one of his big toes sustained in the Investec Champions Cup win over Cardiff last month. Flamont's injury could open the door for a return to the France squad for Stade Francais' Paul Gabriag even though the 30-year-old hasn't played for his country since that 2019 World Cup. Flamont obviously will miss Saturday's Pool 3 Champions Cup game away to Ulster. And don't forget we have back-to-back live games on Saturday's Off the Ball. First up, it's Connacht's Pool 1 contest away to Leon with Johnny Higgins and Mike Ross calling that one. Then we're off to the Stad Mayol where Munster need a win against Toulon. Fiona Hayes will join Kuhn O'Flaherty on the call for that one. Now you may recall on Monday's Rugby Daily I brought you the news that Courtney Laws could be heading for France. The 34-year-old reportedly visited the headquarters of Pro D2 promotion hopefuls Provence. Now it's emerged that the Northampton man also stopped by at Brieve yesterday. They're currently 7th in the French second tier following last season's relegation. The England centurion is out of contract at Northampton in the summer, a club where he's played the entirety of his career so far. Finally, let's go back to today's Lions head coach unveiling. Lions chair Yian Evans spoke to Off The Ball's Ashley O'Reilly about the appointment of Andy Farrell as head coach. And today is obviously a special day for Andy Farrell. He's been named head coach. Why do you think he's the right man for the job? Well, I sat alongside him in a press conference. The first time I've sat in a press conference around Andy and around Andy and admired his, his work both as, as a player beforehand but also as, a, as an international coach of of massive repute you know he's taken Ireland to number one status in the world taken on the best teams in the world in their own backyard and won exceptional tactical and, and technical notes but he got a sense in the press conference of that sheer will to win it oozes from every pore um, the intensity the mentality um, that willingness to learn and to challenge um, and that, when you're on alliance when you're on tour um, you generate your own culture you know, and um, you follow your leaders, and um, he's a leader, and you just want to. I want to be with him. Yeah. You know, he, he just has that ability, innate ability. Yeah. Um, then you follow. I'm quite fortunate. We've had, you know, um, Sir Ian McGeehan who coached all the tours that I went on, and Warren Gatlin was on the last number of tours as well. Some exceptional coaches who've delivered on a lion stage, and it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that. Um, Andy Farrell has those capabilities and qualities in abundance he's an outstanding candidate and um, we're incredibly fortunate to have him with us for the, forth- for the forthcoming tour in 25 and I'm sure he's going to deliver great things along with the players that he's going to select because any coach will tell you it's down to the players as well Yeah and his backroom team as well we're going to be yeah. very excited to see who he has in there there was talk around O'Gara yeah. do you yeah. think he's someone that could well, join that's him? That's down to Andy it's about a window it was 18 months or well, 16 months away yet it's about a, a window and I'm sure Andy will explore every avenue of opportunity both with his backroom staff and all of the playing squad but it's a lens we will look through <laughs> because that's the nature of the Lions you start looking through a Lions lens even with the Six Nations looming Everyone starts thinking, jotting down their their test teams and their squads and so on, because that that's the addictive and intoxicating sort of um, environment that the lions uh, the lions create. And his son as well, Owen. There's a, a possibility that he could join him, which would be an incredible uh, story. Yeah, I, I think that's, everything's within Andy's control and mm-hmm. and and influence. But I'm sure he'll cross that bridge. And whatever bridge he needs to cross at that time, mm-hmm. um, 
It's about that moment. Now it's about celebrating and enjoying the fact that we've reached a significant milestone, which is announcing our head coach. Um, you know, the next milestone will be the next milestone. And for you, obviously, you captained Wales for, for many, many years. You know, a leader, what, what do you see as a leader? What are the attributes that you think makes a good leader? Like we've seen it with, with Andy. I asked him that today as well. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm just being myself. Uh, and I think leadership is about being yourself. Mm. It's about just being you. Um, what came across was authenticity. Authentic is really important. Um, there are many attributes. Some are non-negotiable. Some are variable, depending on what qualities and capabilities you bring. Um, but you've got to be yourself. And um, uh, Andy's very much his own person. And um, he'll shape this squad um, in in the way, in the manner, and uh, the image that he wants. Um, but I'm sure at the back end of it, it'll be a hugely uh, powerful and successful and talented squad. You're led by an immensely sort of talented coach. Mm-hmm. You're looking forward to it? Uh, immensely. <laughs> this is a really exciting moment. And it gets all the more real, all the closer when you reach these significant milestones. It's, um, it was a special day today and I'm, um, and years to more special days uh, over the next year or so. Absolutely, Yain. Thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. Thanks, Yain Evans there. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feeds to keep this podcast coming to you Monday to Friday, free of charge. My name is Richie McCormack and I'll have more Rugby Daily for you, including team news galore out of a bumper Champions Cup weekend on tomorrow's pod. Till then, thanks for listening and take care.